Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. And welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. Along with Donnie Cage. Bum, 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 Donnie Cage in the house. How's it going, brother? Oh, you didn't know? I'm ready to talk some wrestling. All right, then. <laughs> uh, folks, if this is your first time tuning in, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. No matter which platform you're listening to us from, we are on 73 different audio platforms. Uh, also, including uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and the list goes on. Also, Mr. Cage co-hosts another podcast. Go ahead and tell them about Uncaged Voice, sir. Yes, if you are a regular on YouTube, you can check out the Uncaged Voice podcast, co-hosted by myself, Jigsaw Jester, and Top Tier Rated. We've had, uh, had episodes where we talk about wrestling, gaming, movies, all sorts of fun content, so definitely check it out. Yeah, and uh, we have, uh, that, that is a very, very good podcast, guys. They talk about all different types of stuff. Be sure to check them out. Also, uh, if you're into politics, current events, and interesting interviews, you can check out the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I am the host of it. Uh, we do drop an episode a week there. We're going to get back into two episodes a week very shortly with the elections and all that coming up. Uh, just had to take a step back and uh, reanalyze a couple things, but we are going to be back on track. Now, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show or have any questions for Donnie or myself, you can always email us at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's Kentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. Also in the description below is our merch shop along with our social media links. So be sure to check that out as well. All right, so let's get into today's show. And we're going to start off, since it's fresh on everybody's mind, with last night's Raw results. Let's do it. So, we had a couple uh, different matches um, that, uh, you know, I'm not going to go, we'll, we'll go through them all, but we won't uh, go into very big detail because some of them just really, 
squash matches don't don't even understand uh, why they happen. Like uh, Becky Lynch, for uh, example, who was actually supposed to fight Tegan Knox. However, Vince McMahon, I don't have the whole story, but Vince McMahon did step in and change Becky Lynch's opponent to Natalia. And of course, Becky Lynch won that match. I'm I, I'm unsure why or what's happened there. And uh, Mr. Cage, if you if you've heard of anything or you can elaborate on it, but it was supposed to be Becky Lynch and Tegan Notch. Um, go ahead. So, actually, Kentucky guy, I did read that the reason this last minute change happened is because Vince McMahon didn't want Becky Lynch to face a female wrestler who's been off TV for a while, and I mean. Natalia's been off TV for a little while, but she's already an established name. Whereas Tegan Knox, unless you watched a lot of NXT back in the day, has kind of just been on and off television for the last like two years. So maybe not as many people that who watch Raw on a regular basis would know who she is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can I get that because uh, she was fresh from NXT, and not everybody watches NXT. Uh, before she started uh, getting, to, so he's basically wanting. Uh, uh, he's behind Becky Lynch getting a push right now and wanting her to face uh, talent on television that everybody knows and credible. Which Natalia, I don't know how credible she is these days after that beatdown Rhea Ripley gave her. <laughs> so uh, we had Kobe Kingston, and he fought one of the Viking Raiders, Ivar, and defeated him. Yeah, let's, uh, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing, okay, so I don't know what they're doing with the Viking Raiders, and I don't know what they're doing with Kofi Kingston. I do have a list, uh-huh, I'm going to give a little teaser, because we don't have time to do it on this episode. I have a list of potential, potential superstars that are going to be cut after, since this merger has taken place. Now, they're wiped out a whole lot. Of, they wiped out over 100 on Friday in, this, in, the, in the main office of the WWE, including the Ultimate Warriors widow, which, wow, I mean, they have a whole award uh, named after him. And, uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, Dana Warrior. Uh, and 100 employees were cut. Uh, so... There's going to, they're going to cut some talent as well. I don't think it's going to be all these superstars who their contracts coming up. And uh, I've got a list. I got a list that uh, I probably sh- maybe shouldn't have got my hands on and my eyes on. But that will be. You have to tune in to next episode. The next episode. Tune in, and you will hear. We will go through that list one by one. But uh, yeah, so Kofi Kingston defeated Ivar. Also Shinsuke Nakamura once again. Ricochet's pulled into this this weird three-way dance with him and Seth Rollins. I don't know why. I, I got a feeling that there's going to be... Seth Rollins is going to lose his belt in a triple threat match. It's going to be Ricochet and Shinze Nakamura versus Seth Rollins for the title. That's the only thing they can be building on this. It, it's just... It's odd. And the reason why I call it odd is because before Seth Rollins was involved, it was Shinze Nakamura, Ricochet, and um, uh, Bronson Reed. So, who knows what they're doing? I don't know. Your thoughts, sir? 
I mean, you've got to freshen things up. There's no question as far as a main event feud goes, and you can't just do a thousand matches between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura as much as I like both wrestlers. So throwing Ricochet into the mix creates a little bit more uncertainty. I personally, though, think that Seth Rollins is going to come out of this this feud unscathed, and he's not going to lose his World Heavyweight Championship at this point. Even though I know in real life he is nursing a back injury, which they've talked about in storyline. But I don't think this is his time to lose to Ricochet or Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, as far as the Kofi Kingston-Ivar match, I'll admit it was a solid match, but I have no idea what they're doing with either team, with the New Day or with the Viking Raiders. Um, I think the reason this singles match happened is because I thought I read that Eric of the Viking Raiders wasn't medically cleared to compete on Raw. So they had to change the script and make it a one-on-one match. Uh, But, I mean, Kofi Kingston picking up the victory doesn't really shock me because he's the more established name. But as far as, yeah, long-term story building, this served no purpose. Yep. And now, and just to, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the Shinsei Nakamura and Seth Rollins point that you made because how many times have we seen Shinsei Nakamura Versus Ricochet. That's been going on even during the Bronson Reed uh, three-way scuffle or feud they were having. So, yeah. So, let's move on. Um, Speaking of Bronson Reed, he had a match with Chad Gable. Chad Gable just doesn't know when to shut up. (laughs) I mean, this guy, his heart is like, if he was as tall as his heart, he'd be a giant. But he, he, I don't, he thinks he can whip everyone, and, and I get it, but Bronson Reed defeated Chad Gable pretty handedly. And, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Bronson Reed needs to turn full heel. And I'm telling you, he will, he'll have a title around his waist. They need to let the Bronson Reed from NXT shine on the main roster. I don't know what Triple H is. He's got too much on his plate. Too many superstars. I don't know what, what is hold up there. Bronson Reed and uh, uh, Pete Dunne. I, I, I don't get it. What, turn these guys loose. And watch what they do. Just turn them loose. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, another another guy who's uh, starting to come up a little bit on the main roster. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa. He defeated uh, Vinici from Imperium. Yeah, I, I thought this was a, actually a decent match. It was a better match than what I was. When I first seen them, got, these guys come to the ring, I'm like, ah, you know, this is this is going to be stupid. But no, it was actually a decent match, and uh, uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. So I probably not the best match of the night. That would go to Cody Rhodes and Dominate, uh, Dominate Mysterio, Dirty Dom. But this was pretty close. This was a pretty good match. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches, sir? I mean, I like both as, you know, showcases for four guys that were, you know, at one point big stars in NXT in different, in different points in time. So I like that that they're getting the, they're all getting the spotlight on Raw. I agree with you about Bronson Reed, um, Kentucky guy. He's, he's a massive individual, loves to throw his weight around, deserves a push. But I'm also a Chad Gable fan. He's always been an underrated worker who deserves the spotlight as well. But it's good to see Tommaso Ciampa picking up another win on television. And I'm 
I mean, we're still waiting for that long rumored DIY reunion. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, Johnny Gargano is clear. So I don't know where he's at. I know he did a couple of house shows, but he's clear. I don't know why he's not back on television. I don't know what Bill is. Uh, let's see here. And then we had, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> we had Chelsea Green and Piper uh, have a tag team match against Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. Ends in a no contest. Ends in a no contest because guess who's back? Yeah. Oh, big girl, Nia Jax, the girl that hurts everybody for real because she doesn't know what she's doing. What? I thought we learned our lesson here. Why are we going backwards? And who's ever posting those pictures on the Internet of Nia Jax and whoever, I don't know if they photoshopped it or what, and you took her like 200 pounds off of her. Stop doing that. That's not what she looks like. <laughs> That's not what she looks like at all. But yeah, she came in and I guess she got some revenge on Shayna Baszler where Shayna took her out. But, you know, it's two weeks in a row. Last week, I know we didn't get a chance to discuss it. Uh, she took out Rhea Ripley and uh, Raquel Rodriguez. All kinds of rumors about her going to be in a title scene. Do not, do not do this. You're, are you going to tell me that you're going to go from Ronda Rousey to, uh, to Charlotte Flair to... You know, uh, <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't do it. Nia Jax? Really? Is that where we're headed? No. Nope, 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 nope. I, I won't believe it. And then we had the main event. And that was Cody Rhodes versus Dominique Mysterio. Match of the night. You can definitely tell uh, that this was uh, the main event. Dominique Mysterio... Say what you want to. Like him, love him, hate him. This dude has grown leaps and bounds in this last year when it comes to his wrestling. He's so smooth now. And his talking on the mic has gotten better as well. He has actually, he can't even talk anymore. The crowd boos him out and drowns him out before he can even get a word out. That's when, you're, that's when you've got a lot of heat. And he's got a lot of heat right now. And uh, I don't mean Latino Heat either. And he is really, really coming into his own. Very proud of him. Dirty Dom, your thoughts on those matches, sir? Well, first of all, I, I like you, Kentucky guy, I want Nia Jax off of my television. I was, I, I did not miss her for one minute because she was way too dangerous of a worker. Hurt too many, hurt too many opponents in the ring. I'm not excited that she's back, unless, of course, she somehow has learned proper safety when delivering moves, but that remains to be seen. Um, but, yeah, not not really a fan of hers. The women's div division does not need her. Um, as far as Dirty Dom versus Cody Rhodes, I mean, we all know I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan, so I'm going to keep cheering him on no matter who he wrestles. And, you know, Kentucky guy, I think you're getting heel heat confused with go-away heat. When that crowd doesn't let Dominic talk, it means that they're that they're sick of Dirty Dom. They want him out of the ring. It's it's like it's like get out of our face, Dirty Dom. Nobody likes you. Go home. How dare you? How dare you? This boy served time, hard time, in prison. He's even got the tear tattoo under his eye, and we all know what that means. 
Now, Mr. Cage, I don't want to give him your address. So, watch what you say. But Dirty Dom, and yes, okay, no, no, if they, if they're, if the crowd was silent, if the, here, there's an old saying in this business, and the old saying is, when they stop talking about you, that's when you got to worry. And I don't think that Dominic Mysterio is anywhere near anyone uh, going to stop talking about him. <laughs> I can't believe you talked about dirty. How dare you? All right, let's move on to the dynamite results. Here we go. We had the Grand Slam World Title Tournament Final. The winner of this tournament, of course it's a tournament. We're talking about AEW now. Uh, We'll go on to face MJF for the world title. And the opponents were Smojo versus Roderick Strong. And the winner, and I called this, uh, we, we both called this because... They let the cat out of the bag too soon, starting the feud with MJF and Samoa Joe. So you knew Samoa Joe was going to win this tournament, and he did. So he gets his title shot. I'm glad he gets his title shot. That way MJF can embarrass him and shut him up for once, and maybe he'll go do another Twisted Metal season or something. And then we had the AEW International Championship on the line. The champion, John Moxley, versus Big Bill, and the winner, and of course, I mean, of course, <laughs> still international champion, John Moxley. This was a decent match, I guess. Um, I don't know why Big Bill deserves any type of title shot. He hasn't done anything but hold on to the coattail of Ricky Starks. So, I mean, I'm not impressed. With- I used to like him when he was big cast. Hey, you're soft. SW, you know. I yeah, I mean I used to like him then, but he's done nothing in AEW. He didn't do anything in Impact either. He's just a big guy who he's just a big guy. Your thoughts on those two matches? Well, we we talked about how when the International Championship finally changed hands, when it got around John Moxley's waist how prestige was going to be restored to the title and and it absolutely has and john moxley of course he wins this match against big bill you know he might be big but he's not very smart john moxley is way too experienced and way too crafty to lose to a guy like big bill and then uh i mean yes of course samoa joe won the won the grand slam eliminator tournament because who else was going to win it i mean samoa joe's just that good now, is he good enough to beat MJF? That that remains to be seen. But um, I'm I'm interested in seeing the match. I'm I'm definitely excited for it. We I can name probably 15 wrestlers who are better than Smoke Joe and AEW that deserve uh, that spot. Are you kidding me? I mean, I know that you're a Smoke Joe fan, but you're a little biased when when you're a fan of a wrestler. You're a little biased, my friend. Uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe is about 
two years being Eddie Kingston Jr. That's how I feel about Small Joe. And then we had Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page versus The Machine, Brian Cage. Hands down, Brian Cage, who is, by the way, is trying to get his fiance into AEW. Uh, he lost the match, though. Uh, Page looked strong in this match, uh, in, the, in the victory. He uh, He's a part of the elite now, but he doesn't play it like he used to. I actually like, man, I, I used to hate this guy, but I'm actually starting to like uh, Adam Page a little bit. So it'd be interesting to see where he uh, where he goes from here. And then we had a four-way match for the number one contender for the women's championship, Britt Baker versus Haruku Shida versus Nyla Rose, the dude, versus the lady who has the best gimmick going right now in professional wrestling. The best. Love it. Tony Storm. Tony Storm is your winner, but her uh, her gimmick right now is top line. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, your thoughts on those two matches? Well, I'm in agreement with you about Adam Page, how in recent months he's kind of won me over, Kentucky guy, no question about it. But I will say that because it looks as if they're building towards a six-man feud between, uh, between the embassy and the elite, I feel like Brian Cage needed to get the victory here on television. That was my only real complaint about this match. I'm not complaining about the quality of it, just the end result. I think the machine should have won this match to give his team a little bit more more of an advantage. Uh, but still a good match. And and I agree with you with, with Tony Storm. You know, she she was always a good worker when she was in NXT UK and NXT and SmackDown and WWE. But this is the first time she's ever really been able to show people how she can portray a character and can really commit to it. And she's doing a heck of a job. So my hat's off to Tony Storm. And yeah, she was uh, she was the clear winner in this match. As much as I love Britt Baker as well, um, Tony Storm was the clear favorite to win here. Yeah, now I'm not saying Tony Storm should have won. I'm just saying she has a fantastic gimmick right now. <laughs> it's... It's hilarious. Rip Baker's my girl. Uh, I'm always going to root for her. So, And then we had uh, the Lee Sex Gods had a promo. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And they have decided that they will clash at this week's, in two days, or no, tonight. Wow, okay. Tonight at Dynamite Grand Slam. Uh, in the culmination of the four-year friendship that begun on the debut episode of AEW's flagship show. So that's going to be really, really interesting. And my question is, if the GOAT beats Sammy Guevara, is he mature enough to stay friends with the GOAT? That's going to be the question. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne... Took on Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's those, that's, never mind. That's those knuckleheads who used to be the JAS Society. Anyways, winner, of course, uh, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I forgot about this match. I don't even remember. I, I couldn't tell you any details about the match. 
just the winter. Uh, I watched it, but yeah, that's how much I did not care. Uh, your thoughts, sir? Can we can we get to the point now where we finally can acknowledge that the goat has accomplished everything he needs to in professional wrestling as 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 an in ring worker at least. I really feel it's time for Chris Jericho to hang up his boots and retire from in-ring competition. I think he could absolutely you? be a huge asset to AEW behind the scenes or as a commentator, but I just, I'm not into Chris Jericho's matches these days, unfortunately. And I respect the guy for all he's accomplished in this business. I really do. Sorry. But um, as far as who's going to win this match... Knowing AEW, I could see Chris Jericho walking away with the win here when these two wrestle each other. As far as will they remain friends, I mean, these two have been have had such an on again, off again friendship over the years. Who know what? Who knows what to think? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot to say about the Darby Allen, Nick Wayne, and uh, Matt Menard other guy uh, matchup. Yeah. Just glad to see Darby Allen and Nick Wayne win because I it wouldn't have made any sense for the other guys to win, even though they're supposedly established tag team. <laughs> okay, let's see uh, SmackDown. Let's look at uh, oh yeah, SmackDown was actually uh, kind of exciting this week. We'll move on to their results. At the beginning of SmackDown, Pat McAfee made a triumphant return. He gets into the ring to start the show, and he welcomes everybody to SmackDown. And then, Austin Theory made his way to the ring and told McAfee he's going to drop him. But Austin Theory might forget that. McFury, Ma, uh, Pat McAfee actually beat him at WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania. Anyways, Theory said this is the Austin Theory show. McAfee said this is the People show, and none other than Old Man Rock's music hit. Rock comes to the ring. Uh, they have a talk back and forth between him and Austin Theory, and of course, the Rock drops Theory. Now. What's Rock? What is the Rock doing back here? What is John Cena doing? But okay, I understand about all about because we've been talking about it on other podcasts about the writers' strike and then now the actors' strike, the union. I know all about that. I know they got time on their hands. Why are they back on my shows, man? Is this what is this early two thousands? Well, what's the problem? The the Rock he's a has been. It's over. Roman Reigns is a tribal chief. Go, uh, you know, go to SmackDown Hotel or something and get out. We did have a match then, uh, L.A. Knight versus The Miz. L.A. Knight deservingly won the title. Now, he did make, he did, uh, he did say something that I thought was pretty cool. And he, what he said was, I don't care if it's the world title, the intercontinental title, the U.S. title. He's going after gold. And guess what? I'm here for it. 
And I'm glad that he's saying it out in the open because he's got to make his own way. That's how it is. And by beating the Miz again, that's a great way to start. Uh, your thoughts on those two segments? Well, first off, I'm in 100% agreement with you, Kentucky guy. L.A. Knight, give this man some gold. Uh, WWE, what are you waiting for? Slap a belt on him right now. The fans want to see it, and we're here for it. Because the man just gets better and better every week. Um, Kentucky guy, I'm, I'm just, I, I think there might have been something wrong with my hearing, um, but it sounded like you were dissing the people's champ a little bit. He's an old man. He's a has-been. An old man. He's a has-been. Okay, well, fair enough. You know, he's been out of wrestling for quite a while, but he still delivers the most electrifying move in sports entertainment today. Yeah. Don't you feel a little stupid saying that now, though, as old as he is? Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, we had AJ Styles take on Finn uh, Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor won the match. There were some distractions, of course. Now, Mike, here's the thing: you have AJ Styles battling the Judgment Day. This is two weeks in a row uh, battling the Judgment Day, battling the. Uh, Battling uh, Jay, or not Jay, but Jimmy Uso the week before. And then Finn Balor and uh, Finn Balor serving him back to uh, Solo. And nowhere to be seen is AJ's faction. So is the OC over? I know there was an argument between him and uh, Anderson, but are they done? Oh, what's going on? Because if they're done, I'm just going to be honest, the Good Brothers, they're gone. They have never been relevant and never stayed on their own two feet in the WWE without being released, at, uh, maybe for six months. And then they've always been released. And if, they, if that faction's done, I'm telling you, you're going to see these guys in Impact and New Japan. Where they that's their fallback. And then we had Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild with Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar and Zelina Vega versus the Street Profits, Montez Fours and Angelo Dawkins with Bobby Lashley. Your winners, the new Hurt Business, the Street Profits. I don't know if they're the Hurt Business. I wish they would give themselves a name for God's sake though. <laughs> They just say, oh, we aligned ourselves. You know, I look for this group not to battle LWO. They're, I mean, they're, they're, there's no fight there. But I do look for this group to take on the Judgment Day. I think that's going to be a good. Uh, and if uh, Roman Reigns and the Bloodline ever, getting, uh, ever get things figured out, that would also be, uh, that'd be a good opponent for him as well. Uh, any thoughts on those two matches, sir? Oh, by the way, uh, Rey Mysterio is giving Santos Escobar a shot at the United States title. This, in my opinion, is when Santos Escobar turns heel on Rey once he loses the title. Or once he doesn't win the title. Uh, anyways, your thoughts on those two matches? Well, I was just going to say, Rey Mysterio is not going to lose the U.S. title to Santos Escobar, in my opinion. Um... 
But since the Street Profits took on the LWO this week, I'd be interested in seeing a match between Bobby Lashley and Rey Mysterio because, by my recollection, those two have barely, if ever, wrestled in singles competition. If it, was, if it did happen, it happened a long time ago, and I think that would be an interesting matchup. Power versus speed. Um, but it's good to see the Street Profits pick up a victory here. I'm just not really a big LWO fan. Um, it's not so much that I dislike them. It's just they don't really have a direction. Um, they're just kind of there. They're, they're extras behind uh, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio right now. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And as far as the Finn Bauer aj Styles match, I mean, we've seen them wrestle before. They always have good chemistry in the ring. But, yeah, it does beg the question, where's the OC? They're nowhere to be seen. I, I would not be surprised if the Good Brothers are gone uh, when the, the roster cuts actually happen. Yep, yep. Uh, Bobby Lashley will kill Rey Mysterio. I can't believe you wish Rey Mysterio a death. Death sentence like that. Uh, I, just, I don't know. Oscar uh, took on Bailey, who had Dakota Kai with her. Oscar won the match. Really didn't care about. I mean, this match it, it didn't mean anything. Uh, I. I Really don't care, you know they they brought Bailey. This I guess this is why I'm a little disgusted uh, with this because they brought they pretty much brought Bailey back over a year ago at SummerSlam. They brought her back to lose. She's not had a title. She was the top of the game, number two on the show before she got hurt. It's kind of like how Vince McMahon takes stuff personally. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I think it's uh, it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> uh, then we had Solo Sequoia actually attack John Cena on SmackDown. Uh, that was pretty. So that was pretty interesting. Cena was on the Waller effect, and uh, you know Waller's always got something funny to say, and you know Cena is still the greatest of all time and that's how he was introduced I don't think he is the current greatest of all time though because Roman Reigns pretty much destroyed him however Waller marked Cena for only being a special referee at payback he said that Cena doesn't want to be in the ring be an in-ring competitor anymore and he hasn't been the same since his match with Austin Theory at Wrestlemania 39 Jimmy Uso came out to tell Cena that he won't be embarrassed again that's when Solo went out to the ring. He stood face-to-face -face with Cena. Uh, teased uh, taking out Jimmy, but then super kicked Cena in the face. Something interesting. AJ Styles ran out to help Cena. Cena hit the five-knuckle shuffle and was about to hit the FU on Jimmy, but Solo pulled him out of the ring. So it looks like maybe, just maybe, there's going to be a tag match there, possibly. Because uh, Jimmy's trying to get back into the bloodline, which is odd as well. Like, just one week, I don't want anything to do with you. I try to save my brother from becoming like you. And then, boom, like immediately the next week and going forward, I want back in. I'm still a member. I want back in. What? Anyways, we got Fastlane coming up. So maybe they're going to do Jimmy and Solo versus Cena and Styles. I don't know. But uh, I thought that was interesting that uh, 
AJ came out to help out Cena. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Kentucky guy, as much as we were talking for months and months and months about the Bloodline storyline being one of the greatest sagas in WWE history, which it was up to and including when SummerSlam took place. But to me, ever since Jey Uso left um, SmackDown, disappeared from television for a few weeks and then resurfaced on Monday Night Raw, the storyline has really been not as engrossing as it once was. And I'm really, I'm really starting to question where it's going to go from here. Um, because my, my thought was, if Jimmy and Jay are both out of the bloodline, and that just leaves Solo Sokoa from that family to basically be Roman Reigns' right-hand man, well, shouldn't logic dictate that eventually Solo and Roman are going to clash? But that doesn't seem what's happening here. Like, Jimmy all of a sudden is being pulled back into the bloodline, which doesn't really make any sense to me. I don't know. And then you throw John Cena and AJ Styles into the mix, and I'm just kind of like, where where are they going with all this? Yeah, and Roman's not been there either, so uh, he's supposed to be coming back to television. But he started that new contract where he's, he's kind of part-time. Yeah. All right, so uh, did you have anything else on that? No. All right. So let's see here. So I don't think there's really any reason to go over. Collision was okay last week. Um, there wasn't really any match that really stood out. Um, did you have anything you want to talk about when it comes to Collision? You know, unfortunately, Collision was kind of a, mm, kind of a mass show this week. Not really a whole lot of highlights, which is which is a shame because ma the majority of the time, Collision is actually a better show than Dynamite. But that really wasn't the case this week. Yeah, now so let's go over just a couple. Uh, we only got a few minutes here left. Let's go over a couple of headlines real quick. Uh, first thing is with AEW, uh, speaking of Collision and, and all that good stuff, uh, it is official now. The Warner Brothers uh, Discovery. And AEW, along with all the other uh, Discovery Sports conglomerate uh, that they that they host, is going to be on HBO Max. They have done a deal with them, so which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, have you heard about that, Mister Cage? I have, and I got to tell you, this is what like we say all the time. Tony Khan may not always make the best decisions when it comes to his roster, but he's a smart smart businessman and this is definitely a win for AEW absolutely and the NBA I mean <laughs> uh, the NBA finals uh, there, there's going to be so much but now if they set it up if he's smart and he sets this up like uh, WWE has set up with Peacock I'm telling you he's going to make so much more money than he does on the pay-per-views so and then I want to kill a rumor real quick, folks, and I see it all the time. And it's just, I mean, just stop it. Don't play into this. And if you're one of the ones saying it, stop it because you're an idiot. CM Punk is not, is not going back to the WWE. Come on. He left with Vince McMahon's title. Are you guys, I mean, it, here we go. All right, here's the headline. Tony Khan says he respects CM Punk, 
wishes him well, wishes him nothing but the best. CM Punk has been in the headlines for the last few months due to his backstage issues at AEW, reportedly being open to a return to WWE last December. His physical ex- uh, altercation with Jack Perry and ultimately his release from AEW. Since his departure, there have been speculation about Punk potentially going back to the WWE. For now, Punk's wrestling status is unknown, including whether Punk has a non- and I still haven't got the answer to this, has a non-compete clause attached to his release or not. Punk has only wrestled for AEW since departing from WWE in 2014, although he did fight twice in the UFC. While speaking with ESPN's uh, Mark Romano about the WWE UFC merger. WWE president Nick Khan was asked about WWE's interest in punk. Quote, listen, we have, we have respect for Phil. We appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and tried to do with the UFC. Not many people can actually get in there and do what he did. So when we have respect, so we have respect for Phil and we wish him nothing but the best. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not going back. He, and for those of you that don't know, he tried to come back to the WWE once. We did a report here where he was backstage and made amends with uh, several of his for, uh, former colleagues. That was last year when he made the same when he had the issue with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, he tried to go back to the WWE then. He tried. They didn't go after him. He tried. I just found this out. And they said, no, you know, you you look good at AEW. Stay there, buddy. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Mr. Cage? Well, Kentucky guy, we always say, never say never in this business, but... The fact of the matter is, Punk had, Punk caused one issue after another in AEW, was fired, you know, just, just outright released by Tony Khan, told, you know, we don't want him here anymore. And people actually think that WWE is going to put up with his prima donna crap. It's, it's not going to happen. So many fences would have to be mended in order for it to even realistically happen. And I don't see that happening anytime in the near future. And the other thing, um, I love when the, when Nick Khan, uh, the CEO of WWE, was quoted, was quoted as saying, well, you know, not everybody has the guts to do what uh, CM Punk did in uh, uh, the UFC. And I said, well, truth be told, I mean, I could have done what CM Punk did in the UFC. I could slap on some gloves and and uh, and trunks and and get beaten be, beaten down like a bad habit in within one round, but uh, <laughs> I think I think he was talking about actually getting in there and being a part of the show. Yeah, well, but anyway, <laughs> um, WWE really doesn't need CM Punk. They don't need the drama that follows CM Punk around everywhere. CM Punk just needs to, you know. Tire from wrestling, start his own podcast, do something like that. Um, not come back to wrestling because he just causes one issue after another, whatever, regardless of which promotion he joins. Mm-hmm. And one last thing, and I know we're out of time. Uh, the WWE has picked up an AEW champion. Uh, 
their contract expired with AEW. Uh, this person was actually on a, the undefeated streak that broke Bill Goldberg's. And Jada Cargill is no longer a part of AEW, but she headed straight and was at the Performance Center on Monday and is under WWE contract now. I'm sure there's a no-compete clause in there, so you're not going to see her on television right away. But it is true. I don't think she's going to go to NXT. I think she'll end up going to the main roster. But it is true that she is with the WWE now. Pretty exciting stuff there. Your thoughts? Well, I will say she's definitely somebody who's built for for the WWE. She has the look. She carries herself like a star. There's no question that that's all true. Now, can they work with her? The question is to help her improve her in-ring ability. Because we're talking about watching Jade Cargill eventually mix it up with people such as Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Asuka, Bianca Belair. The list goes on. These are some of the best women workers in the entire world. So... If Jade Cargill is going to step in the ring and look credible against them, then they are going to have to teach her a thing or two. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how she does in WWE. I'm not, you know, not rooting for her to succeed. I just they can't do exactly what AEW did. You know, I'm not saying that she shouldn't go on a win streak per se, but she can't just have squash squash match after squash match like she did in AEW. Um, they've got to they've got to change it up, uh, you know, make changes to her character, and like I said, she'll sink or swim. We'll see how she does. But based on what I've been reading, they've got big plans for her. Yeah, and I think that, uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. WWE's creative team is smarter than AEW's, so I don't I don't think they're going to make the same mistake. Uh, this was a money issue. Is the reason why she left. Uh, they could not pay her what she wanted, but she left on good terms. I mean, even Tony Khan even had a uh, a cake for her, a goodbye cake. So, <laughs> and then somebody you're not going to see on, you haven't seen on television in, in two weeks. I know you guys are wondering where we've got to go, uh, and that is Matt Riddle. Uh, he was belligerent, and he made a he made a statement saying he was sexually assaulted. And that is at the uh, airport, JFK Airport. And, uh, yeah, so that's under investigation. So, Port Authority, they're pretty upset about his claim. Uh, he did it on Instagram, by the way, and then tried to take it off. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm sure, I mean, this guy's so stupid. He just got out of, off, off the hot seat for being in rehab. And then he does something like that. Anyways, that's all I've got for this episode. How about you, sir? I mean, I just want to comment briefly on the Matt Riddle thing. I mean, look, he he had a ton of upside when he first came into WWE. He was making a big name for himself in NXT. Even when he first got to the main roster, people were saying, this, guy, this guy's pretty good. But it seems like ever since he came back from rehab, again, it just a lot of different behavioral issues. Uh, not... Quite along the same lines as CM Punk, but still seems like he has some personal issues that he needs to work out. And honestly, I feel like Matt Riddle would be better suited in a company like Impact 
or or New Japan or some place like that as opposed to WWE because I just don't feel like he can keep up with the with the schedule and the demands of the spotlight in WWE. It just seems like his personal demons are catching up with him. That's in my opinion. That and uh, he uh, he just uh, I don't I don't think he's mature enough to be with the WWE. I, I just uh, I think he's always had to have somebody hold his hand, like Randy Orton, and now Drew McIntyre. They were trying it with, and he's just yeah, you know, he just he needs to grow up. That bro stuff will only take you so far, bro. You know. But anyways, folks, that's all the time we do have for today's episode. You've been listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. With your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy and Donnie Cage. As always, folks, God bless and God bless America. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.